Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkhead. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that will never hear the sound the same way again. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're breaking out our best smooth criminal as we ask the question, are you okay, Annie, and talk the very divisive horror film sweeping the nation, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, let me remind you where we're part of the Boom Howdy podcast network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our episodes at BoomHowdy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe. And when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your miniature hole. As it was. Very nice there, sir. So before we get into this particular film, and I do want to stress divisive film, uh, there are two interesting issues that a film like Hereditary brings out in the horror community, or even Mm -hmm. outside of the horror community, which is very interesting because it's always... It's it is. It's like oh no, continue. continue. No, 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 no. As you, it's when the normies start talking about horror, or what is this hereditary I keep hearing about? Right, with the high class. Ooh. And so we've got two issues here that are just associated with films like Hereditary, and I almost want to say thank you, A twenty four, right, for producing films that really do, you know, really em- they they engage in dis- they want people to discuss these films. classy horror, art house horror, and so two things here. Um, number one. Horror, not horror, mm-hmm. which is a debate you hear so much now about films, especially when they hit the mainstream. Yeah, and they're nominated for Academy Awards. Look or at gonna, Get Out. Or look at Shape of Water, you know? Indeed, indeed. So let me ask you this, genius, mm-hmm. um, is this, and we're not going to get into details yet, right. but for you, just yes or no, was Hereditary, was it a horror film? Absolutely, without okay. a doubt, without a doubt. Boom. Settled mm-hmm. the, well, not settled the debate, but. Right, but yes. A little insight for you. And I will also agree, definitely a horror film. Now, the second one, and this is the one that will lead us into our discussion here. And much like we did with Upgrade last week, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go into some non spoilery conversation right. regarding the film initially. And then we'll release the Kraken. So, <laughs> oh yes, it will be mythical. <laughs> the the discussion that's about to happen here, because what happened is actually very interesting. It doesn't happen too often, right? Uh, but the the thing I want to talk about is horror hype, mm-hmm. and what happens when because and I don't know if it's social media to blame. I don't know if it's maybe just the circle of friends we run with. But every now and again, there are these films yeah. that have just this word of mouth. This crazy buzz about them. And you know what I've noticed? It's not even in just like horror. It's more prevalent in horror because that's the circles we run with. But like hype can like really either give you such high expectations where you can't succeed or just shatter them. And the hype train like Solo. I dug Solo. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's too hype, too hype. Uh, Dustin, he has refused to see anything about Predator now to avoid any hype machine. And this movie had a hype to it. And the horror hype, it is interesting, like we mentioned, when it does reach out into the the normies. Mm-hmm. When you have people that are normally not interested in horror asking about a film, 
And a lot, a lot of that, I think, owes to the pedigree of the film and who's behind it and in it. We'll get into that. Um, but yes, we've heard the scariest film of scariest film ever. When and again, I know they're superlatives. I know it's hyperbole. This generation's exorcist. It'll scare the pants off you. Just like a lot of it. And that was actually like this generation's exorcist. And a lot of that hype has has actually burned a lot of people, you especially. Yeah, I'm I'm very susceptible to the hype machine and especially in horror. Well, especially in horror. Yeah, and I think it it almost makes you a little bit more guarded yeah. in a lot of ways because we were talking about it before we were, we went and just recently saw this and we saw it in the theater and again, this is a film that I will stress you need to see in a theater. Although we'll discuss why it would also work at home. Yeah. Um but we were talking about it, and you even you mentioned we were talking. We we're just like, oh, I don't know, because I go in with low expectations. I, I try not to get really caught up in the hype. Yeah, because I've heard good and bad regarding the film. And I went in. I, I fully went into this movie, like knowing that there was this hype machine. And for the most part, I can turn it off. And I have been. I've been cautiously optimistic about this movie but then we today's we're recording after the weekend and um people saw it over the weekend and i saw it all my oh that movie was great and blah 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 you know and i just went and let me ask you this are these people whose opinions you trust yes some of them i do taste makers dare you say i mean i'm not saying some of them i do some of them i don't but like some of them are normies and they enjoyed it. And some of them are actually horror aficionados. And that's where I noticed a turn during the horror aficionados that like people were like, eh, it was really good. And people were like, eh. so I went in there like, OK, I'm going to give this a shot. Well, and let's talk a few a, little, a few times that you were burned. Uh, we talked about. Uh, before on the podcast, uh, it follows. Yeah, and I mean, go back to the, the the episode because I talk about I have this like transplendent weird first viewing experience, which I think maybe you know just you know completely veered me off course because then you obviously had. I'm over here talking about Scooby Doo and shit. Flower, yeah, exactly. and <laughs> Making in many ways a better film. Let's face it. No, I love it. Follows had a great time. Uh, we talked about it with the witch. Yeah, where there was a lot of hype with that one, and we both enjoyed that. Yeah, particular I film. thoroughly enjoyed the witch. Uh, but then the other one, and this one, I don't think we did an episode on it. However, we we actually did several discussions with it with uh, Film Club uh-huh. through Alamo, and then there was also another one at Screenland Armor as well. But it comes at night. Yeah, it no, it doesn't. It uh, it's I oh and another one that was billed amongst and you know whether you not say just straight horror, but within the genre community, right? As just a next level horror film, it's taken it to another direction. A whole new game changer. That's the word that keeps popping game up. Changer. Game changer. Game well, changer. And I remember the the trailer. The trailer was masterfully cut. I yes. lo- it was one of my favorite trailers. I loved that trailer. That trailer was scary as shit. I was like, God damn! If the rest of the movie is as good as this trailer, woo, we in for a ride. It does come at night. No, it doesn't. And I was kind of in. And I I don't want to say I wasn't. I I wasn't indifferent with the film. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go and see it again. It angered me. It, oh, it, it beyond, angered me. And it's always kind of funny to see that because we always joke that just regarding kind of our temperament, I'm very even keeled and you're just pure id. <laughs> yeah. Boom, just bombastic. Right. 
I was physically angry at that movie to the point where I was almost shaking. I wanted to punch something, and I'm not a violent person. I, I but dare I say though that elicited a response, and good or bad, I always say if it elicits any kind of response, that's wonderful. Yeah, to the point where somebody goes, "Hey, do you come? Does it come at night?" Like it's just like like it boils my blood. So you became the Bill Bixby of your era. You don't want to see me when I just finished watching it comes at night. Dun, 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 dun. Which does lead us then into this particular film, Hereditary, uh, Mm -hmm. a film that has so much hype behind it. Again, called a game changer. Many a people. And again, many a people that I trust. uh, People through. (laughs) Gene Shallot says that it's fantastic family frights. No. But I mean, like, boom, howdy, uh, check out our friend, uh, Adrian Torres, friend of the podcast. Yes, Adrian uh, liked it a lot. Adrian loved it. I'll even do Daily Dead, Bloody, you know, a lot of the, the ones I enjoy as mm-hmm. well. You know, a lot of people I trust have really dug the film. So I went in knowing that, but I had the low expectations and so forth. But it's a very simple film for the most part. Yeah. Um, and what was interesting was uh, we went to the Alamo and we saw a pre-show. And the director beforehand was talking about all of his influences, uh, Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because, man, you can see them all over the film. Even without the pre-show, you could have seen a lot of them. Right. And I'm just going to open it up here. Again, non-spoilery you know, discussion, but genius. With, with all the hype behind Hereditary, what were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was a very interesting concept and wonderfully shot. And there was some very good performances throughout the movie um would i see it again personally no interestingly enough you gotta list he went into his npr voice there right. when you're like bring it <laughs> so i'm like because i'm we're trying to keep things non-spoilers as possible um i do have issues with this movie a lot of it has will be spoileristic but we'll let you funnel it at a particular time for the most part um i did not care much for this movie i was if i could give it an overall like not a score but like my best thoughts about this movie a little bit better than a meh so it didn't totally elicit a non-response but just barely a response right well I was disappointed in this movie. Okay. okay. I was severely disappointed in this movie. So the hype d- it did not live up to hype. It did this not is, live it up did to not the come hype. at night. It did not come at night. And not to the point where I'm like, fuck that movie. You know, like I am with it no, coming. Yeah, night, because you were like, very even keeled after it. There yeah. was not a lot of rage. No, there wasn't a lot of rage, but I also what my venom is going straight to. You're on reserving a lot of yourself thing. right now. Dare I say you're edging right. at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just easing. So, cause like, you know, I, I have major issues with this movie, but for the most part, there was a lot of things that I enjoyed and without going into spoilers, some of the scenery and the shots in this movie were hauntingly beautiful. The cinematography, it was uh, Powell Pogorzelski, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll go back to that because, genius, I was watching an entirely different film. I, I didn't love it, but it's one of those, I'm glad I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It worked for me in multiple ways. Yeah. And I think because it works for me in multiple ways is why I enjoyed it so much. And I uh, stress again, for me, I'm glad I saw it in a theater, and I'm glad that I saw it with a theater with an audience that was respectful as a horror film, that yeah. approached it as a horror film. Except for my kindred spirit in the row behind me, but like... There were only a couple of uh, laughs that we heard out loud, and... 
and they're none were for me. I was no, being, no, I was reserved. I was I, well, and I, I, I really don't even... went in this with like a blank slate, open mind. Let me take it all in and then figure out. But well, and I think the reason the film works for me on so many different levels is because this film rests on the shoulders of Tony Collette. And she carries it like Atlas. She spins it like a Harlem Globetrotter. Mm-hmm. It's I. This is her show, and I think it's her energy. And let me say this: I think this film works as both equal parts horror and equal parts camp. I think you can put this performance a la like Joan Crawford and Mommy Dearest. <laughs> yeah, because it does go to insane levels. But it I does think go it's, to insane levels. It's reserved though. But I think again, it works on different levels, and I and I don't say this as an Eric because this works as a pure horror film for yeah, me. Yeah, no, it's absolute horror. I mean, there's some horrific things from the get, and Tony Collette, like you said, did in an immaculate performance. She is so good in this film. Yeah, this is going to be one of those films. This will. I don't know if she'll get an Academy Award nomination, mm-hmm. but if she does, it's well deserved with this film. And I think that's when it's going to give the film more pedigree, and while people, then it'll ex- ex- increase the argument of, oh, it's not horror. My major kudos for Tony Collette is spoiler. My major detriment to that is spoiler. But for the most part, like, Tony Collette did an amazing job with the material, with the emotions, with everything. I, she commanded the screen. When she processes grief, her processing grief in this film, her grief is, and that's a spoiler thing. We'll talk about it. I'll just say this, and of course, anyone that listens to the podcast knows this isn't a big surprise. But this is the second time within the last couple of years that a horror film has brought me to tears in a theater. That grief part was 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 hard. But... There were elements that I couldn't watch. I couldn't look at the screen. And again, we'll get into the spoiler aspect of that one. But I think the thing that sells Tony Collette is her processing grief. This is another film yeah. that is all about dealing with grief. Oh, yeah. And what happens if you don't deal with it correctly? But even in that grief scene... I wasn't like, oh man, poor Tony Collette. I was like, God damn, Tony Collette, you had it rough. I wasn't feeling it was almost it was almost too much. I, I know mean, I it again was, I say that's why this film, oh dare I say, could work if you approached it as just total camp. She's talking about her life and it was a country song. I mean, like her lost my house and lost my dog. I mean, just like I know, I know I'm, we're making light of this, which I'm sure might have happened. You, you have it's... to. Sometimes you deal with grief through humor. Absolutely. That's again, it's it's processing it because you have to you yeah. sometimes have to look at it from afar. And it is horrific because it is just like how many more bad things can happen? I, but but, but, her... but it, you know what, though? It's all in a grand service of a plan. Spoiler. That's true. Spoilerific because all of what she said in the grief, I was going, God damn, that's a lot of different shit that she went through as a kid. It's like, I bet it's going to come back, you know? There, did we say Chekhov's nuts in this case? Yeah, okay, so I didn't want to go there just yet, but we're always talking about, like, Chekhov's gun, Chekhov's gun. There's a whole scene in the movie where where the kid, like, there, there's a line in there. So, and again, I want to, really quickly, the character of Charlie by, is played by Millie Shapiro. Fuck that, because, like... That kid was creepy as shit. She, a la the twins in The Witch... Yeah, a very and and I and I say this and I do not say this 
because again, we try to make fun, have fun. Well, and this this and that. Is, at the end of the day, we're a horror comedy show. But if you but... Lo- if you look at the film "Don't Look Now" with Donald Sutherland <laughs> and that reveal at the end, this little girl reminded me of that reveal. Yeah. Just kind of the way she looked, just androgynous and it was, unearthly. She was a thirty-year-old, seven-year-old, right? Like a vessel, right? She was just this old person in a kid's body had seen some things somehow and she was because kids are androgynous in the first place you know but she was just so androgynously in the other otherworldly but grounded in reality like like an old woman in the little kid body and you don't want to say that because we're talking about a little kid but at the same time do whatever it's, it's wonderful casting because we are talking about it because it was that effective it was, and speaking of age, that I it was a the, you can and, talk about you know, it now and, and un, unleash it. Gabriel Byrne was fantastic in, in in this role for what it is, but I have issues with him too. But one of the things that major that ruined this movie for me was the character of Peter, the forty year old, eighteen year old. I mean, like seriously, his five I, o'clock shadow at you know eight o'clock in the morning wasn't wasn't giving you issues. I it, it, totally right. Okay, I didn't like his performance. I thought his acting was not good. Um, I'm sir, I'm unless he was being tormented. He 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 gets tormented well, but he he his had a weird cry. I I I, I couldn't you haven't had a dude. I I'll hear. I'll I'm gonna argue with this one because. I actually kind of identified that a bit with a weird cry, man. I've had weird cries before. I had a weird cry watching the film. But it just sounded, it just, and he just irked me. The things he did, the things he did and the things he didn't do, which Tony Collette, which my favorite scene in the movie was when he, she called him out on. Now, I'm not, I'm still going to try and keep it spoiler free mm-hmm. as possible. When she called him out on his bullshit. And I understand that was his grief. And once again, we're all about grief in here. Oh, my God. This film is, yeah. And then I understand. But at the same time, when she called him out, I was like, good for fucking you. Fucking tell his ass because he needs to know. Because even at the beginning, he was a petulant shit. He was a petulant shit from the get. And when he was acted by the guy, and he he was a robot petulant shit. And that's something I can't abide. Either be a robot or be a petulant shit. But but don't be. and, And then just... I had issues with him. He just, his performance, especially up against Tony Collette's. And that's the pro- that's the problem, unfortunately. You are putting yourself up against an, an icon, dare yeah. I say. Tony Collette, she does so much. It was like when putting the remedial kids in the advanced class. It's just, it's like, I You're going to drown. I didn't care, for, and I, I didn't care for his character, for the most part. What like Not even his acting aside what he was given and what he was doing. Do you think that's the fault of the actor? Is that the fault of the writer? Is that I think the fault it's of both. the director? I think it's both. I think I actually, I don't know about the director because the director, although there was some directing issues, when I said there was like great scenes, there was some beautiful shots, but there was some shots that lingered too long and telegraphed things a mile a fucking way. There were that, the accident shot, and that's not necessarily spoiling anything, but that, that actually did not break for quite a long time. And that was the scene that I, couldn't look back up to i actually thought it was pretty effective no it was but before that the like oh now I gotta okay go we'll in, get into that we'll i, get I into gotta that. go and i have to go into spoilers in a, in a roundabout way so the uh the other thing here that i uh, really dug was the fact that for the most part you really saw some influences all the way from like yeah of course carpenter uh-huh. you saw some argento um, which I enjoy, and it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily. Um, it wasn't American Jallo. No, not at all. Not at all. No. 
Um, in fact, it just it has it's a kind of an old fashioned ghost story, or is presented as an old fashioned ghost story, which is another thing that got me. Okay, I love ghost stories, and I love the other type of stories that it is. And like, and you know what? I don't even think saying what I'm about to say is a spoiler about that about the other type of movie because I mean I read it a mile away. We so not yet, not yet. Okay, that is a okay, spoiler. Okay, that is okay, a spoiler. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right, but. Uh, where, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Just went, went off gear immediately. Uh, yeah, okay, and the ghost story. So I was like, okay, this is setting up to be a cool-looking ghost story. Let's see where this ghost story goes. And then, no, it's something else. And But then it just kind of fizzled. And then the way... Okay, and yeah. You know what? Well, speaking of fizzle and sizzle, let's go ahead and get to it. I let's we will from here on out. Let's go into spoiler territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, just again, I really dug the film. Go see it. Uh, genius. You, you know, know what? If here's the thing, it wasn't as terrible as I'm making it out to be. I'm nitpicking because of the what I for every one really good thing I enjoyed about this movie, there was two things that I really disenjoyed. Well, let's the biggest spoiler here, and you know, we I think something throughout the podcast, if you find like that connective tissue, is one of the things that always kind of I don't want to say impresses with a horror movie, but something that always kind of makes a horror movie set itself apart is if it kills a kid. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, good lord have mercy, yeah, little Charlie gets offed. This was that was. That was a great scene. I mean, it was tense. I mean, great as in like as much as, but it was effective. Very effective. Very gory when it happens. But it's what like, and it, when it happens as well, it's not that far into the film. Yeah. And it comes out of nowhere. And uh, holy shit, they just killed that. And yeah. then that's when the grief happens. And that's when the moment I had when uh, Tony Collette, uh, Annie, when she's processing it and honestly this is a reason i'm glad i saw it in the theater because that moment and again we're spoiling oh, the at shit. the very be- at when she's in the when in the bedroom from the shot of her it's focusing so here's what again i guess spoiler ultimately and maybe this is why you hate the kid so much as well is he's the one ultimately with the accident happens he the little girl so if we talk Chekhov's nuts so we, we you got to come back to Chekhov's nuts so Chekhov's nuts okay so Chekhov's nuts there's a whole scene in the, the very beginning very beginning very beginning where the little kid uh is like eating chocolate eating a bit of chocolate and they're like oh is that nuts do you have nuts oh that better not have be nuts we and don't have like, the EpiPen. no that's not nuts right because and so then i was and then i was thinking to myself i'm like that's like Chekhov's gun that's Chekhov's nuts and then i just started laughing i just started giggling to myself and i couldn't like it took me a little bit to get back into the movie but i was just like hey, Chekhov's nuts because well, i'm 12 years old that's okay <laughs> because sure enough sure enough it happens and weirdly enough and this is what i thought this is what it didn't pull me out of the film by any means but it's one of those elements I was like eh what's going on here is you get a point where um, Steven goes to this party and Annie the mom is like take your little sister take your little sister now at this point I don't know how old the little sister is yeah the way she's acting it doesn't seem like this should be in like an age appropriate kind of thing well no what what it was he said he said it was a school barbecue oh he set himself up for failure he's, didn't he yes he did and she called him out and so he's like fuck i had to do it if this was any other movie it would be a shenanigans movie like the little kid would be getting high <laughs> and like dancing on the tables like you know just like getting up and dance spring break finds they, a new side to themselves right they get a makeover right so like that's what it would be you but know not this film no so like sure enough they go to the party and first of all 
I would say like, look, okay, here's the thing. It's a party. It's for, it's, we're all going to like, you know, party. So I can't bring a kid, you know, you would have come clean at that point. Yeah. So, so it okay, maybe he it's... wasn't kicking the kid. She wasn't kicking it out. He set himself up. So that's maybe your first issue you had with the kid. Cause I'm trying to track your hatred here. I had issues with the kid from the first. Cause it's just kind of, he's the kid. I keep saying he, cause I was just like in the trailers. I thought it was a boy. So the kid and Charlie, it's a boy's name. And mm-hmm. once again, spoilers in the movie, they said the grandma always wanted a boy. She kind of groomed the kid to be a boy. And the first initial bout of grief is brought around uh, Annie's mother passing, who she right. didn't know very well. It's all in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, so yeah, so bringing Charlie to the party. Like that was like fuckery, dude. That's one thing. I'm like, dude, just come clean. Cause she even goes, dude. She even said, are there gonna be drinking? She goes, he says, it's a school function. No, it's not. And then he, she goes, she goes, that's besides the point. Don't lie to me. She knew, but yeah, she's like, okay, if you're gonna ride with this story, then go ahead. But what's really interesting though is he then ultimately calls her back on it, the fact like, no, you just wanted her out of the house. And see, that's bullshit of him. That's bullshit of him because yeah, she was 100 percent right when she goes, if you just fucking open up and say like you're sorry or do something, because it's your fucking Take fault. Because it totally fucking was. He shouldn't have just got there and let the kid go and eat the nuts when he knew back. Bad shit was going to happen. And so ultimately he sees that there's they're serving cake at this party. And he and wants, yeah, because the girl he likes wants to go. They have adult time. Yeah. <laughs> teenage yeah. time. Teen, teenage sex time. There, so, there you were in a slasher film. Jason would have eaten these kids up, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately he pawns her off and says, oh, there's chocolate cake. And immediately, I mean, that was, the, I kind of, and again, it's not that I giggle to him like, oh, I I know exactly, and it's it's not a haha. I know what's happening, but it's like oh, I snap, know exactly please don't what's do going to happen. I mean, but to their credit, the misdirection because you ultimately think that's what's going to ultimately be yeah, the demise, yeah. uh-huh. and then you get a dare I say a literal swerve, right? In this case, but they phoned, they phoned in the telephone pole from the get. Did you notice that when I was talking earlier about like setting up long extra shots where like, I wonder if that's going to be, I wonder if that's coming to play. I wonder it set up to me like, is something here going to be prescient? Uh, they even showed the shot of the telephone pole with that weird symbol on it. And it of took course. a long time. And I'm like, that pole is going to come into play. Guess they're very into branding. And I guess here's the other big spoiler here is ultimately, and I think this is why I find the film charming and why I like it, because it is a slow burn film. Let's get that out of the way. Well, 25 minutes in. it's And I, for a slow burn, I need a good payoff. Mm-hmm. For me, a good payoff is anytime I can bring in naked old people. Yes. Because they are drawn to Satan. Yes, that's the switch I was talking about with the ghost. It's a ghost movie, and then it turns into a Satan movie. But about the slow burn, here's another issue I had with that slow burn. I am all about slow burns, right? But give me a payoff. At the same time, they did a good job with this slow burn because as soon as I was like, I'm about to be fucking bored, something better happened quick. Something happened. Again, uh, I'm getting bored. Something better happened. Then they did that weird laser light thing, which is dumb. I will admit the laser thing was a little kooky, quirky, quirky, but yeah, I had issues with it. I'm like, is a rave going to happen or are the ghost adventure guys going to come out and do that? Or are they trying to like scan for life forms? You know what I'm saying? It was like, not everything hit, not everything hit. But ultimately, I think for me, I've talked about it before. To me, this is a horror film. Yeah. If you could have seen it with an audience, and this is what I've also heard uh, just through 
the Twitterverse and what have you, is an audience, there's a lot of them that see this straight up as camp, but I don't know if it's because it's younger kids, what have you, but they laugh throughout. I mean, like, uproariously through her performance. Tony Collette's? Yes. Tony Collette's? Yes. How? How? I- because it uh, well i mean when she was at that grief circle like i said that was way i mean she phoned it in it's, too i'm not phoning in she was telling like she was giving a little bit of exposition and like my mother was into secret shit okay she my brother killed himself because she said the mother was trying to put up another person inside of him and i'm like i wonder if that's gonna come into play she's like i sucking something else happened to me because of like i try to set people on fire i wonder if that's gonna come into play like the like <laughs> i want to say the i want to say the joke about the husband Go for it. <laughs> so, so hey, listen, and I love me some Gabriel Byrne. I, I love, love him. I love He's him wonderful. Too. Usual suspects. Um, uh, Freaking, you know, Miller's Crossing. I felt kind of bad for him because he was really trying to keep things like together. He was trying to be, yeah, he was kind of the glue because yeah. he's the one that kind of kept everything grounded mm-hmm. while, you know, Annie was in her ghost chasing character trying to connect with her daughter and come into grips with the grief from the first place oh my god Tr- trying to process so much trauma throughout in it's a incredible. short period of time. and ultimately though that it was kind of cool not cool but what ultimately makes her more vulnerable to the whole thing when the character of Joni is introduced mm-hmm. and i love her her initial in was that whole oh we've gone to like uh, grief trauma before right and then they start manipulating everything from there to the point where they have her you know, doing the whole seance, getting everyone around, having satanic pate. But as soon as the placemat or the the welcome mat, oh, my mom did one like that, and like didn't even. I'm like, come on, the you're, you're symbols were right the- there. <laughs> the symbols were right there from the beginning. We're all over. Again, the place. this is a cult it, that likes to brand. Okay, right, and they weren't even subtle about it. They were like the fucking stone cutters. It was everywhere. You know. Who's gonna take your soul too far? Who makes you Gutenberg a star? We do. You know, it's just like. It's hard to trend on Twitter. You gotta have a good hashtag. (laughs) You throw a few emojis together, you get the symbol. You know what? But for me, I like that. That's the stuff for me that I dig. Um, I was talking about films that you should see. And what I love about the film is. Uh, it's almost, dare I say, adult horror. It's, it was very adult horror because kids would not get this movie. No, oh no, no. If you're a teenager, you're going to hate this film. Yeah. And that's, I think, the problem is with the hype of the best horror film of the year. Right. Who loves horror films? Teenagers. This is not made for, I wouldn't even say this is made for the general horror audience. This, I think you said like more art house horror. This is art house horror. This the is for fancy maybe, horror. People that dig like um, The Changeling. Perfect. I think would dig this film. Mm-hmm. Um, people that dig Rosemary's Baby. Oh, fucking. Uh, you, uh, no. No. People who dig Rosemary's Baby might not like this movie because people who dig Rosemary's Baby might say this movie is a pale imitation of that. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, dare I say, go back to our very first episode, people that, that dig starry eyes. Yes. I might will dig this particular film. You know what? I think that's more a better representation of indie horror dealing with Satanism. I, 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 but I thoroughly fucking dug starry eyes, but I just had too many issues with this. But going back to the joke that I wanted to say about Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> and, and you know, it's in the trailer. I mean, it's in the trailer. It gets Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. There is a moment before that entire scene erupts in front of us 
where she's getting rid of the diary, mm-hmm. and there's that whole little great scene where it's you know very much uh, it's lighting as as the diary burns. So she does. I was there. I was so expecting the little Evil Dead face to come up and that little tongue up, blah, blah, blah. right in the Necronomicon, exactly. But but that's again another film. Yeah, I I will give you this. The last twenty minutes was pretty good. Pretty it really scary. elevates. It's yeah, and much like a film like House of the Devil. Yeah. Go to Ty West's film that is a super slow burn, but when it elevates and when the Satan kicks in, yeah. But at the and I guess technically also that's not Satan. It was another demon. But it, you know the demon god of mischief, the yeah. fucking Satan. Satan I mean, by another name. Satan by proxy. Yes. So, but going back to the camp and the silliness, Tony Collette did an excellent job. And again, I think she's next level in this film, which is why I think why you can view it on both levels. Yeah. But the last shot of her when she was like flossing, flossing, that. It was like <laughs> she just. See, I like, had the exact opposite reaction because it it didn't necessarily shock me, but when I realized what was happening and when there's this first splurt of blood hit, it I actually was like, yeah. If it would have just stopped there and went thunk, then I would have been like, dope. But the it turned in like you say the Simpsons rape get ga- rake rake gag and it was just like <laughs> you know what but this is why I also I'm glad I saw it in the theater with a really good sound system uh-huh. is because ultimately the kind of the, the ultimately kind of the thing with that gag is you hear a you know as the, as the head falls but the first bit of weirdness that you get with as you mentioned like people in the background the smiling the, the chanting what have you that was cool I like that I, those are the elements I like and that's the stuff that you would get throughout the film yeah. again it's a, it, it's a slow burn it's two hours it's every bit it's two hours again I'm shitting on this movie but I'm not I'm, I'm actually gonna say like one it was two hours but it didn't feel like two hours it went by very quick for me I was actually really engaged throughout the film because I actually the thing I enjoyed about it because I went in wanting a horror film uh-huh. I got it um, I felt there was just a really good sense of dread throughout like I wasn't necessarily like out outwardly scared but I had a night now here's the thing I have a feeling I'm gonna sleep pretty well tonight mm-hmm. I don't think this is a film that's gonna haunt me right. much the same way that it follows did potentially. But it's a film that I think is good. I think deserves a good audience. It, you know what? It did well in the box office. Yeah. 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 Listen, she. Yeah. I mean. Now, do you think no, that gives horror I, a bad name then when this happens? Yes, I do. I really do. Because when. I, Hot take. I, because I think when they're like, it's the best horror the generation you'll ever see, you know? And then from horror fans, it's a detriment because non-casual horror fans, non-casual, the normies, like, oh, this is what new horror is like. And the, they'll expect that. And I don't want that. And then you have people who are like, I want this, 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 and this. And they don't get it. I just think the overhype, I'm not saying move this movie is a detriment. I think calling every single new movie a game changer and the next best thing in horror is is a detriment. But don't you think this could be like a gateway film for a lot of the normies, so to speak? I think so, but at the same time, I just hope they're not expecting all of this in the world of horror. Well, they you need a guide. They need a guide. Dare I say, referring back to our back catalog in right. terms of films. No, but I mean... <laughs> because, listen, let me... I like this film. Again, I didn't love it, but you know what? I really liked it, so I dare... Am I wrong? Am no. I not a horror fan? No, 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 no. I'm not saying... what. Okay, what I'm saying is I don't think... I don't think that this movie... This movie, like I said, I, if I give it a score, it's a six out of ten. I mean, I'm shitting Fair. on it, but but, I, but I'm also I gotta give it praise. Tony Collette did a great did a great job. 
Um, the cinematography was great. There was a lot of good potential there, you know. I just, but I have, like I said, other issues. But calling a movie because it is an art house favorite a game changer when the critics are saying that this is the best thing since sliced bread, you know, I think stuff like that is a detriment to the horror community. Just that's just gonna happen regardless. I know, but and it always gets me every age. single time. So like, it's uh, this movie was fine. I'm not gonna see it again. You know, um, if you if you dig it, I mean, well, like we say on all our shows, know, yeah. you're going to like what you like. It don't matter what the fuck we and say. It's very rare that we aren't necessarily on the same side. Where yeah. Usually a lot of times we either really dig it or we don't. Mm-hmm. Usually if we don't, we won't talk about it. And even if one of us digs it one or more than the other or even it's something like, eh, you know what? I liked it for a different reason, but we both liked it. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, we're usually in agreement, but when we're not, it's it's <laughs> it's a rare occasion. But well, as like, you mentioned, a lot of the times though it's usually new horror. Yeah. That we have that yeah. experience. It's with. always new horror. That's weird. And yeah, and again, maybe I'm drawn to the films that deal with trauma, uh go back to you know, my experience with the invitation and just having that experience of a breakthrough. Um, this is another one, like I said, man, her processing the tr- the grief and trauma from the shot. And I, let me talk about that shot because I think the transition is incredible. The, the one in the bedroom? Yeah, where you go from I him laying there. That shot. And you hear, it's the kid, he is... Uh, the whole accident happened. So the whole accident is the little girl is choking from eating the cake that obviously had nuts in it. Uh-huh. Check off nuts. nuts. <laughs> and he, nuts. in the meantime, has just gotten high. And so he's he realizes there's no EpiPen there. Yeah. He's got to get her to the closest thing, which apparently is a hospital. So he's driving really fast. And she's freaking out, and, choking. And that's the thing. Her reacting that way, that bothered me. You know, when you put a kid in trauma like that. That, okay, that scene, as soon as they got in the car and rushed to the hospital, that was a well-done scene. I have to give the credit to that. It was tense, it was taut, and what a payoff. Oh, my God, because at that point, let's talk the payoff, because we are going full-out spoilers here. So when she's ultimately rolling down the window to get more air, you're like, no. Because what I initially thought was going to happen was when we see the deer in the road, yeah. he's going to swerve and turn. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, dun. That's uh-huh. what I thought. Both but of them gone or is something. Is that what you thought? I thought that too. Or I thought like I thought that the, they were going to crash into the deer. Mm. I, I, until I saw the pole coming, and then I'm like, that's why. Uh. Because what happens is very shocking. Yeah. Um, I think there was kind of some audible ga- gasps in the I theater. Gasp. I was shocked at that. I went... <gasps> Like that, and because it literally came out of nowhere fast, fast and gory, and just and the gore wasn't even till the reveal. No, so ultimately, what happens is the kid, and there's that shot, like I said afterwards, that he just sets on him, react, not even reacting, but just kind of processing, and it's it lingers for quite a while. But he ultimately he goes home, goes to bed. And then the next morning, you just see it's a shot of him, just close up, and you hear Annie in the background, okay, I'm going to go out for blah, blah, blah for about 20 minutes, and you're click, click. And I was actually, I was anticipating, I was like, oh, I can't, there's going to be a scream. Like, mm-hmm, we're going to ver- get a Veronica Cartwright reaction. Okay, yeah. yeah. And yeah, she does it. She nails it. And then you get the reveal of Charlie's just... Headless corpse, oh, just, with maggots on it, and then the and then they show the head being devoured by ants. And oh, that was that in and of itself. Yeah, it's there's. I, I recently had a chance. I screened um of own of unknown origin. <laughs> Fuck that movie. 
<laughs> That's a whole episode in itself about that. Doing movie. a whole one sweller of a summer, go see, uh, refer to Nerds of Nostalgia there. But then I followed it up with Creepers. Uh-huh. I didn't do Phenomena. I didn't do the, the full credit. I did the 83 minute because it was a double feature. Yeah. Uh, but man, it was, a, I think, a good film to watch is almost like a primer for some of the creepy crawlies in this film as well. Yeah. Because there were the elements with the ants that was really good. I didn't care for the face one. The ant face. Really? Yeah, in his bed. And all the elements of the fact that also... But, um, I, liked, but I liked the ants in the head. Oh, the yeah. The ants in the head was dope. And then like... Well, then that you get that transition from the ants on the head to her screaming to that just beautiful transition shot of the funeral and her losing her mind and then just going down beneath the ground as they bury her. Oh, my God. It was That's where I, I, I cried. Oh, because see, oh. The, the, her her spilling of the grief at the counselor meeting made me giggle because it was too much. Not giggle, but I'm like, this is too much. It's a lot. But her grief of when she was crying in the bed, uh, in the bedroom, when she when she, she goes, I wish it needs to be me and blah, oh, blah, 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 blah. She, mm. That, I know that you're, Woo. but I was like welling up. I was like, that is, that's real. Ouch, right? And that's, I think that's what made me hate his character even more. You know what I'm saying? The fact that, like, he never... And ultimately, hey, spoiler, I know he doesn't win technically, but his body is inhabited, so it's the Avatar regardless. So you see his face as this demon. Right. He's And he's he, always been a demon because, you know what? Fuck him. He should... And he's saying, genius, I've, I own this movie. There you go. What do you think? What yeah. do you think? Hail me. Right. Hail me. Fuck you. I'm going to go get, get your skivvies. Let's get freaky. <laughs> right. No way. I'm going to go get a crucifix. And I'm going to get I need an old battle. I need an old priest. <laughs> well, I guess I don't know. Speaking of battling here, obviously, we have some thoughts on this. Um one thing I did dig about was it, uh, I, I really liked the score. Yeah. Um, when the whole kind of satanic cue reveal hits, there is a satanic cue, mm, which kind of made me giggle because I enjoyed that. It's total rectus dominus. It, it is. And I guess there's something to the fact, I'm glad that, you know what, even if we're bringing the normies out, we're bringing them out for a Hail Satan film, yeah. what have you. I love that. It checks out all the good stuff, you know? Like like satanic cults, they they're the freaky people, man. They are the freaky people. The, the, every shot of a naked guy, he's yeah, has that lecherous look going on. It was like I said, the but they did a lot of good things well. I mean, and again, the, the last twenty minutes is when everything starts escalating, and the creepy old people were good. That and they creepy, were peppered throughout. That the very first one in the funeral home oh, yeah. freaked me the fuck out because he, he looked like that. he looked like a molesty uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Brock Molester! Because <laughs> he... <laughs> That's two in the book there. Because he... <laughs> he is all like, yeah, all like big buff and crazy. Total Brock Molester. Well, that mm. reminds me of that scene in It in the library. Yes. Where you had that creepy librarian in the background. It's a banner a couple years for creepy background for, for people. Creepy background characters. <laughs> Fucking where's Gary Busey when you need him? But like... I'm in the background of everything, guys. Hey, how's it going? Check it out. I'm back here. Stop it, Mr. Busey. But uh, <laughs> here to Easter eggs. These are Busey eggs. <laughs> right here I am. But uh, no, uh, they did the, they did the creep factor well in a lot of those things. They did a lot of the scares. The that I, the the head the head uh, getting hit by the kid. It got me. It made mm-hmm. me jump. Like Ugh. there's a scare at the end where I was like, Ugh. there's a me. great shot where the whole thing you talked about your miniature hole. The whole thing is built around Annie's character as a miniature artist. Mm -hmm. And there's a really creepy scene where she's recreating with her mother in this uh, doorway. And it's this great shot where they're kind of panning out. And it was beautiful. It was horrific. Mm -hmm. And again, it was the music. There were elements of that 
all throughout the film. It was, I almost dare I say, was not tonally imbalanced, but there was a lot to carry. It was almost two different movies. You had the ghost aspect movie, and then you had the Satanist and was, aspect And movie. let me ask you this. Were the ghost, was the demons manipulating the stuff with on the board and the drawings and stuff? They had to have been. Okay. It had to have been the same demon, because it's the demon from, it was like, oh, it's my boy. It's not Because when boy, he, he had demon. more power when he possessed him and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. it's the same, because they're all working in the same, she's the one that put the flyer in the thing in the first place. So it's all like... It's all it's the Satanistic plot. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby did, did a little bit better, in my opinion. I mean... And again, I'm happy I saw this in theater. I had a good time with it. This I is... recommend people see this movie. I really, really do. I I want people to form you their own what? opinion do about it. Do us a it. favor. Check out Hereditary. Yes. Have a good time. Hoity-toity. Art house film. Yeah. But then on the same flip side, go and then go see Upgrade. Yeah. See another art house indie film. That yeah. is another genre, really weird, you know. I'll, I'll see the Upgrade all day long. But no, go go see Hereditary. One, support horror. Mm-hmm. Um, two, like, I, I, you know what? I would even say, you say see this in the theater. I think. And that's, yeah. I think I might enjoy this movie a little bit better and other people might better at, in the home setting. In the dark, where you can hear, because it all is centered around the home. And it is. I it think, truly is. I think maybe something like that. There's definitely a movie you want to show at the family reunion, but uh, you know, let's watch a movie, Grandma. No, but uh, so, but definitely, I think in the home setting, it might even be even scarier. I, you know what. That means it begs a rewatch. I, I'll, you know what? I'll give it a rewatch. I really make will. sure you got good surround sound, nice and dark. Yeah, you know, just have a big old. Take care of yourself. No, I, I I'll be anxious to see that. Um, we'll have to revisit yeah. that one sometime. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said. It sounds like I'm shitting on it, but I'm just a passionate person. When I like something, I like something. When I don't, I don't. But. I like I said, go see this movie. I see this movie at some point in time and really form your own opinion. See this movie, if not to say, Greg, why the hell did you cry at Hereditary? Good lord, man! Or you genius, know. you're fucking wrong. You're just, you know, have you no heart? Right. So like, we loved Stephen. It's <laughs> gonna be a Stephen fan club out there. They're just you know burning you an effigy. Right. <laughs> this man has no soul. But no, I I enjoyed it. Uh, go check it out. Um, or you know what? Wait for it on Blu-ray. But again, legal, please, you guys. Yes, please, That's what please, we asked for. Please, please. Uh, so we've got some good fun stuff coming up within the next uh, few come upcoming weeks here. Uh, a few interviews, uh, this and that, and of course reviews and everything like that. So until next time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we will see you in your dreams. <laughs>